0: Let's talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple, each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, Download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5. Deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League, every game, every day from a sports betting perspective with pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And
2: now, here's your host Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thursday, February 25th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, ready to break down a 10-game NHL card on this Thursday. It is a big slate. Let's get right down to business. We've got the Chicago Blackhawks and the Columbus Blue Jackets, minus 120 to minus 125 home favorites. Uh, The total open five and a half here. It's been bet up to six, pretty much six across the board here uh, in this game between these two teams. Uh, you know, we often see in the movie scene, sequels don't measure up to the original. It better be the, a different scenario with the hockey games tonight because seven of the ten games on the slate are rematches and sequels, so to speak. Uh, and this is one of them, Chicago and Columbus playing each other. They've already played each other several times this year, uh, and they'll do, uh, be back at it one more time against uh, one another tonight. Uh, obviously, the uh, uh, Chicago Blackhawks with a 6-5 to five victory. Uh, in the game the other night against columbus back and forth game and i mentioned on that show even though chicago did win the game six to five this team probably has some defensive regression in them based on what we've seen i mean they had given up uh, their goals against numbers this season were pretty good but when you were starting to scratch beneath the surface and you saw danger chances allowed scoring chances allowed all of those numbers didn't necessarily equate with the goals allowed from this uh Chicago Blackhawks team which led me to believe that hey this team's going to start giving up a few more goals and they certainly did that the other night uh, against Columbus but because Patrick Kane among others bailed them out with an outstanding performance uh they were able to still get the 6-5 shootout win Malcolm Subban who hasn't played in quite some time they've been riding Kevin Lankin in Chicago uh Subban will be in net tonight for them his so numbers actually are kind of respectable for Malcolm Subban standards but Still hasn't played in a while. Not necessarily sure what you're going to get. Unis Corpus is definitely having a tough time right now with the uh, Jackets. Although these maids had some bad defensive play in front of them. Worst defensive play. It's kind of funny. They get Patrick Linea and Jack Roslovic from Winnipeg and Columbus can score goals in bunches now, but they can't keep the puck out of their own net. It's basically been that way for them since this trade. However, I do like this bounce back spot. You go look back on Columbus's schedule They've rarely been beaten twice in a row by the same team in these little mini series. I think that trend continues here. Jackets get the home win. Uh, you can get minus 125 with them uh, in this game. Uh, I will back the Jackets here, minus 125. And I still will recommend the total over at six. I got a five and a half before the move, but I'm still going to recommend it at six because even if it lands on six, you'll push uh, worst case scenario. So I like the Jackets and I like this game to go over the total as well. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you here. Uh, Blue Jackets hosting the Hawks.
1: Yeah, like I said, the Hawks were fortunate to get that win. This is now the fifth win uh, in their eight one and two stretch, or eight two and one stretch, where they've gotten an overtime. So, like I said, they've been very fortunate, uh, you know, getting the lucky breaks late, and uh, you know, they didn't even go went past overtime went into the shootout. And Alex DeBrincat was the only one that scored in that that frame. But he like said Patrick Kane's been playing very well. Uh, putting up MVP numbers. He's two goals away now from 400 in his career, so that's something to uh, keep an eye on moving forward. But like I said, I, I like Columbus in this spot too. Uh, the the fact that they're able to bury those, like you said, high-danger chances that the Hawks are giving up, and the fact with Malcolm Subban being in net now, talking about a goalie whose lateral quickness isn't the same as Lincoln's, he gives up a lot of rebounds. That's something I think Columbus will be able to take advantage of. Thankfully, I played this last night, that minus a dollar fifteen, but I do still like it uh, all the way up to maybe a dollar thirty. Uh, in this spot. I think this is a, a good revenge spot for Columbus and, and kind of a flat spot here for the Hawks. They're finishing up the end of a five-game road trip here.
2: Yeah, end of a road trip as well for Chicago. Good point there. Jimmy, what do you think here? Columbus hosting Chicago.
3: Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm going to pull out Jimmy Puckline right out of the gate here and go with the Columbus Blue Jackets Puckline in this one. I'm i, I was thinking the same thing as Alex was. It's it's the end of a road trip here. Um, you know, and, and Columbus, I think – they're one of these teams that they, they can turn it on, and we've seen that before, and I, I think they're going to pounce on the Blackhawks, a tired Blackhawks team tonight.
2: All right, Columbus on the uh, puck line, and a pretty good price with the uh, Jackets on the uh, puck line uh, as well. Uh, you can get Columbus right now minus 1.5 uh, at plus uh, 180, uh, plus, uh, yeah, plus 185 uh, on Columbus on the puck line, so very good price there on that. Next up, Dallas, Florida. Florida minus one twenty-five home favorites. Five and a half the total uh, in this game. Don't be fooled one bit, one bit by Dallas's three nothing shutout win the other night against Florida. Uh, they got obviously Florida took care of business the first meeting against Dallas three one at home. Dallas bounced back, I guess you could say, with a three nothing shutout win against Florida in the rematch. But they didn't really bounce back. They got dominated. They got outplayed. And Anton Hudobin stood on his head. Uh, They just – the dangerous scoring chance edge was heavily in favor of Florida. They heavily outshot the Dallas Stars in that game. Really, the Dallas Stars are very fortunate they even got that win, and it was mostly because uh, their goaltending in that game was outstanding. Anton Hudobin, territorially, the Panthers dominated. I think they get Dallas right back here uh, in this game. They've played great. They haven't lost two games in a row all season. That's a hallmark of good hockey teams. How many times have I gone to the well? In my years betting the NHL, betting on good teams after a loss because they just don't let the losing streak and the skid permeate. They find a way to dig down deep. Even Toronto last night wasn't pretty, but they lost against Calgary. They didn't lose two in a row against Calgary. They won last night. I like good teams off a loss, especially a loss where they deserve to win. And Clearly, Florida deserved to to win in that uh, loss to the Dallas Stars the other night. Uh, It was just one of those nights the puck just wasn't going in for them. And those nights have been rare for the Panthers uh, in a season where Jonathan Huberto has been outstanding, a season where Alex Barkov has been terrific. Getting Carter Verhage from the Tampa Bay Lightning has proven to be a really good acquisition here uh, by this Panthers team. Uh, I think they uh, answer the bell here. And again, that was a bit of a phony victory for Dallas the other night. So I'm on Florida here. In a bounce back here to get the uh, rubber match of this three-game series. I'll lay the minus 120 uh, to minus 125 with the Panthers in this one. Smaller lean as well to the over, but uh, I like Florida here, uh, the side, quite a bit. Alex, what do you think? Stars, Panthers.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm going to play Florida, but I like it in regulation. You get a uh, plus 115 or even plus 120 if you shop around. Uh I said, this is a, a Dallas team. They were finally able to end that long losing streak. Uh, with a great performance like he said it was mostly Anton, Anton Godobin making huge saves. It's gonna be Jake Ottinger in net. He's 2 0 and 3 on the season. Uh he's turned in some some pretty you know solid uh performances so far. But like said, I think this Florida team, you know, the offense has been a little bit quiet in the last three games compared to the previous three, uh where we saw them score six goals, seven goals, four goals. Uh you know, and now they're playing you know teams that they should be scoring a bunch of goals against really this Dallas team that's not a consistently a uh, strong team on defense, like we've seen in years previous. So I like Florida here in regulation plus a dollar twenty.
2: All right, plus one twenty, Florida in regulation here for uh, Alex B. Smith hosting uh, the Dallas Stars. Yeah, I'm just uh, bringing up the specifics of the numbers. Yeah, seven to three edge and d- danger chances for Florida in the last game against Dallas that they got shut out three nothing and a one point eight eight to one point zero eight expected goals margin favoring Florida. In the last game, even though they lost three nothing, so to me they were the better. They were the better team in both games. Now I think they'll show it tonight. Jimmy, what do you think here? Stars, Panthers. Jimmy puckline again,
3: boys. Uh, (laughs) Give me Florida minus one and a half. I'm with you guys. I mean, look, I just it's funny. Literally, before I came on this show a couple hours ago, I was putting together the links for Boston Hockey Now, and one of the stories I linked was Rick Bonus for the Dallas Stars just saying, "Look, we're not trying to complain. I'm just being honest." We're, we're just in a, a fog right now, and I don't see us getting out of it anytime soon with all the games we missed because of COVID and the guys that had COVID and now the schedule that we're playing. It, it's just a blur, and, and you're right, guys. I mean, if not for Anton Hudobin, they don't even sniff victory in the last two games. They, he, what do you have, like 90-something saves in two games? I mean, that's insane. And, of course, now he's on a net today, so I, I'm with you. I think Florida, all that frustration from Anton Hudobin uh, busts out tonight and they take it out on Ottinger and the in the stars. So give me Florida in the puck line.
2: Forty three saves for Hudobin Wednesday night against the stars. Um, and then on Monday, 49 saves. There you go. 92 saves in the two games. He's facing a lot of rubber, and that's the reason why they have to go to Ottinger. It's plain and simple. He needs a yeah. rest. You face ninety-two shots in two games in a row back to back against this team. You gotta have <laughs> he's gotta get back down right yeah yeah i mean he
3: comes in all disheveled after they uh they got their shit kicked out of them in that first right.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good ball there, <laughs> yeah. i mean Hudobin just and he's an older guy too and he played a lot yeah. last year so it's the logical move to say you know what he's got to He needs a break. He can't start tonight. And that's exactly why uh, they're going with uh, Jake Ottinger uh, in between the pipes tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars. So, and it's, plus they have Sagan and Radulov still out, you know, two of the better forwards scoring. I'd almost lean
3: towards the under as well, just because they can't score right now, you know, but uh, given the way Florida is going to, I have this feeling explode, they might end up covering that over by themselves. We'll see.
2: Yeah. The one concern I have is it's goalie Bob tonight for the Florida Panthers, and he's lost three in a row. I don't know if it was all his fault, but he he needs a win. Yeah. And he's actually been outplayed lately by Chris Drieger. There's a reason why Chris Drieger's been in net lately. Uh, he's been slightly better. But I'm going to put my faith in Bobrovsky here. He's rested. He's fresh. He's facing a team that can't score. He's facing a team that's offensively challenged right now. Uh, so let's hope goalie Bob rises up and starts earning some of that damn contract he got paid. Come on, man. That You're stealing money so from right now. Right now. Yeah. You got
3: Spencer Knight come in, like, what are you going to do with that?
2: Seriously. Yeah. Not, not, nothing you can do. You just keep your fingers crossed and hope the guy figures it out and, and plays better. Yeah. That's well, all you can do.
3: <laughs> we'll see. I, I just yeah. think that that's going to screw things up for them in the future going forward between the pipes. Because, look, this Dredger kid's playing pretty good. He's proven to be a solid backup. And I, I got to say, I, from things I hear, it's no lock that Spencer Knight is going to sign with Florida. He might just become one of those NCA free agents and – and say, oh, screw it and go with another team because he might look at it and say, wait, how am I going to play there? I mean, they're right. not going to let that guy ride the pine at that money. So the only way I play is if they move him. So that's something to keep an eye on going forward.
2: Yeah. The Florida Goal Panthers were supposed to be set for life and with their goaltending pipeline. Spencer Knight and the kid that played for Canada as well. Yeah. Oh, that's Junior, right. Yeah. He was he's absolutely outstanding. Yeah, yeah, he's that- in the Panthers organization as well. Yes. And he played great. Now he didn't have the same kind of prospect ceiling that Knight had but right, he right. certainly opened eyes of scouts and maybe his future prospective team the Florida Panthers with the way he played in that World Junior yeah. Hockey Championship so yeah they're supposed to be set for life I think they're just like looking this it's almost like Bobrovsky's a stopgap right now you know, just tread with Bobrovsky and what a ten-year you
3: know, stop cap. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, the, the, the ten-year thing is a little bit of an issue. Like, what yeah. are you going to do if these kids come in and and obviously they've got a chance, obviously, to take that job if, if Bobrovsky's just middling around and right. being mediocre like he's been the last season or two. So, but the, interesting the question- scenario with that. The question is, can Drieger, you know, keep this performance going? Maybe, you
1: know, with him playing this well, he's the, the you know, this is the time to move him uh, and get something for him because he's looking well as opposed to trying to hold on to him and see if he can, you we'll know, turn Drieger. in the same. Yeah. 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 Good call.
3: Good call. Yeah. Move
1: move him now while he's, while he's a hot commodity, great. especially teams needing goalies down the stretch. And then you bring up Knight and have him work underneath Bobrovsky and, you know,
2: especially with everything going back to normal, hopefully call. next season. Yeah. Know? That's not a bad suggestion. Again, buy low, sell high. It works in the NHL trade market as well. And you're selling a lot higher now on Chris Drieger with the start he's had this year. Carolina-Tampa yep. Bay, next game here. Tampa Bay minus 140. Uh, home favorites, total six across the board. It looks like it's going to be James Reimer uh, in net for the uh, Florida, or for the Carolina Hurricanes, rather. Uh, and Curtis McElhaney is likely going to give uh, Andre Basilevsky a rest uh, in goal tonight for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I'm I'm, 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 sticking with this damn over with these two teams tonight, even though it's been kind of hit or miss, but I am back on it again tonight. Reimer has given up a few more goals lately. He's not been as sharp as he's played more. Curtis McElhaney, obviously, uh, backing up Basilevsky. His numbers haven't been good. He actually played pretty well last year in a backup role. That hasn't been the case So far this season for the veteran netminder, 3.57 goals against average, 844 save percentage for McElhaney in two starts. Not necessarily the kind of numbers you like if you're betting an under in this game. So I'm going to go over this number and a smaller bet on Carolina here. I think there's a really big onus on them now that they've dropped two in a row to the Lightning. Hey, let's not drop three in a row. Let's get out of this series and end this with a win. And now they've lost two in a row for the first time all season. I think And Rod Brindamore kind of said, we got to up our urgency level after yesterday's loss to the Lightning. So I like Carolina a little bit. It's difficult. Again, that's why I'm keeping it small. It's tough. Tampa Bay has been just nails. They've been awesome on home ice this year. But I'm going to give Carolina a roll here at plus 120 to plus 125 in this game and also over six. Alex, how about you? Are you getting involved with Canes-Lightning?
1: No, just lean toward Carolina. As you mentioned, McElhinney hasn't been playing that well uh, so far this season like he had in the last year, year and a half. And his numbers against Carolina, not that great. 2-4-2 and two with a 2.99 goals against a nine oh four save percentage and nine career starts against them. So, like you said, this uh, looks like to be a bounce-back spot for Carolina. They, want, they don't want to lose three in a row to them. Uh, and the fact that, you know, getting a solid plus price. It's just, it, there's other spots I like on the board more, but uh, I, I would just lean with Carolina.
2: All right, Jimmy, what do you like here, Carolina-Tampa?
1: Yeah,
3: I'm going to pass on this game, but if I was going to touch it, uh, I would lean probably on the over. I would stay away from the side, but I would lean on the over as well. Uh, I think there will definitely be a lot of goals scored in this
2: one. Pittsburgh-Washington, we've got Washington minus 110, even money, total six and a half here, uh, shaded to the under in this game. Uh, Penguins and Capitals, uh, it seems like they've played each other uh, 50 times this season. It sure feels that way. Uh, but that's exactly uh, it. Feels that way for a reason because it seems like they and they've played already. I think six or six times or so uh, this season already, and here they are again one more time. And Pittsburgh, you know, they are on a nice little run right now. Let's give the uh, Penguins a lot of credit. Uh, five and one in their last six games. They're playing better defensively. Tristan Jari starting to figure it out after a bit of a tough start to the season for him. He's improving, um, playing better in their own zone. Uh, getting enough offensive contributions up front. Even Evgeny Malkin starting to get it going a bit for the Penguins, which is a sight for sore eyes because he has been—he really was in a funk earlier and a tailspin earlier this season. Um, they're they're getting healthier on the blue line. Uh, Crosby and Jake Gensel now are getting that magic together. One once again playing on, on the top line. So there's a lot to like right now with the Penguins and the way they're playing. And I'm not stepping in front of them. I took them the other night against Washington. They pulled it out, a 3-2 to two victory uh, in overtime. Um, I'm going to have them a small bet on them here as well, uh, getting minus 110 in this one. Total 6.5. Uh, the overs have cooled off with the Penguins and Capitals. I believe they had gone six straight overs, and now we've all of a sudden seen a couple consecutive unders. There was the 3-1 Washington win a couple weeks ago. And then, of course, the 3-2 Pittsburgh win the other night in overtime. So I might pump the brakes on the over in this game, but I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh here, you know, ride the hot. And Washington has just not necessarily been the same. It's funny. You thought Washington would get this, you know, team back on the tracks a little bit once they got everybody back, you know, and pretty much everybody's accounted for now. Yet they just can't get their game going consistently. In fact, they needed a third-period comeback just to escape New Jersey on the weekend as well. So Washington not playing all that great. Pittsburgh is – Price is reasonable, so I'm looking Pittsburgh here. What do you think, Alex? With Pittsburgh, Washington?
1: I'm gonna stay away from this game. Maybe look for something in game to play. But he uh, like said the the tide has kind of turned with this, uh, especially with looking at the total. Uh, still getting a six and a half, even though the last two games have gone under. But you can't really trust uh, either of these goalies. They could have the, you know, one of those nights where they end up giving three or four goals up, uh, or they can just you know shut things down. So it, it's this is a hard matchup to read, uh, even though they've played each other so often, and that's going to happen. Uh, throughout the you know course of the season, with all these condensed matchups uh, and repeat meetings, some you know meetings will kind of uh, you know play out a story, and you'll be able to to follow through. And then some of them will just really be uh, a little bit more difficult to, to kind of shake things out with. And that's where I'm I'm seeing with with these two teams. So I'm just gonna pass it. All
2: right, Jimmy, uh, Pittsburgh, Washington.
3: I'm gonna keep riding the Pens right now. Yeah, I like the way they're playing, guys, and their their speed is really taking over out there. I think the middle six group of forwards have really played a much more important role, and that, that's what they needed was their depth guys to step up. Uh, so give me the uh, the Penguins straight up on the money line in this one.
2: All right, Pittsburgh minus 110 for Jimmy as well. Same goalie matchup as the other night. It'll be Tristan Jari, Vitek check one more time. Uh, so uh, no goaltending uh, changes from the uh, previous game between these two teams. Calgary and Ottawa, we've got the uh, Flames minus 150 to minus 155. Road favorites here, total six shaded to the under. I'm not laying this price with the flames on the road. You no way no how. Calgary's on a back to back, tough loss last night against the Leafs. Think about how they were this close from sealing the win. They were they they hit the post, I believe, on an empty net chance when they were up one nothing. Sure enough, William Nylander stuffs in a uh, rebound goal with the extra attacker on the ice to tie the game at one, uh, and then of course he gets the uh, overtime winner on a beautiful rush down the left wing side and then snaps it underneath the crossbar past David Riddick, who played an outstanding game uh, once again for the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, Back to big save Dave, because he had been big sieve Dave, you know, most of last season. But uh, uh, definitely better performances from him uh, the last couple. Uh, I get the sense that Jeff Ward's going to come back to him. Yeah, he is. So right back to David Riddick. It doesn't surprise me because Markstrom can't play. He's out right now uh, due to an injury. Uh, and you're not going to go to the uh, third-string goalie just yet, or you're going to try to avoid it at all costs. So it's David Riddick in net again for the Calgary Flames tonight. This is where the concern is. I know he's played awesome in the two games against Toronto. He's the reason they had, they won the first game. He's the reason they had a chance to win last night and the reason they got a point in that game. It was all David Riddick. But now it's your third game in four nights. And now all of a sudden you go from not playing hardly at all to now playing three three and four nights facing a lot of shots, As well, it's concerning. I don't know if we're going to get top-notch Riddick tonight one more time. The fatigue might set in a little bit for him. And what can you say about Ottawa? They're pretty much responsible for sending Claude Julien out the door uh, in Montreal with their performance against the uh, Canadians uh, in those two games. Uh, Ottawa is just a relentless work ethic team. You credit DJ Smith for that. And now they're starting to get some of their guys they rely on for some offense percolating. Drake Batherson's playing well. You know, Branstrom scores a goal for them the other night. Uh, Tim Stutzla continues to get chances and opportunities every night. This Ottawa team is hardworking, and uh, they're now catching a Calgary team, third game in four nights on the road, including a back-to-back. This could be a live dog here. I think it is. So I'm looking at Ottawa here getting the plus 135 to plus 140 price. I have not really gone to many bets on this Senators team and uh, this season, but uh, they're starting to – Make me a more of a believer with what I'm seeing out of this group now. And even Matt Murray has kind of steady, steadied the ship and played a little bit better lately as well. So I'm going to look Ottawa here. It's just one of those spots where Calgary's still not in the form that I'm going to be banking on them as a minus 155 road uh, favorite here like they are in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Calgary taking on Ottawa.
1: Yeah, if I had to play this one, I would go with Ottawa. Like you said, there's no way you can lay a price with Calgary right now. But these are two goaltenders I don't trust one bit. Like I said, Riddick, uh, for him to turn in, you know, multiple consistent starts is a, is a stretch. And same thing with Matt Murray right now as well. Uh, like you said, you know, they should build off of the momentum from those two wins against Montreal. But uh, like I said, this is a Calgary team that's been struggling. And this could be the, their time to kind of uh, right the ship, so to speak, against a, a lower, you know, lower wrong team. So yeah, it's just
2: going to stay away from this one altogether. Yeah, one little bit of uh, injury news, though, for Ottawa. Derek Stepan, uh, upper body injury, uh, sustained on Tuesday night, uh, may not go tonight, and it's unfortunate because his line with Batherson and Stutzla had really been clicking uh, for the Senators. So uh, it's a little bit of a concern, but I'm still going to go ahead with the uh, – senators here. Yeah, uh, from,
1: what, from what I heard with that, it's uh, potentially a separated shoulder, which means yeah. if it is and he needs surgery, that'll be like four to six weeks that he beat out.
2: Yeah, It'll be long-term. Yeah, no question about that. So, unfortunate news there for Ottawa. But, Dave, hey, this team's uh, brought their best effort uh, every night on the ice and uh, been impressed with what I've seen. Jimmy, what do you think here? Calgary-Ottawa?
3: You know what? Uh, I kind of like I like Ottawa in this spot, guys. I, I Calgary coming off that game last night, and I just think it's a good spot for for the senators right now. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take them straight up on the money line.
2: Right. Also like an all right, also like an Ottawa here, plus one thirty five uh five in that range. Jimmy Murphy on the Sens as well. Boston Bruins, New York Islanders. We've got the Bruins minus 130 road favorites total, five and a half, shaded to the under in this one. Um you can speak to this uh, in a second, Jimmy, because obviously you're on top of everything with the Bruins. But I think it's a good thing for them that they got a, a little bit of, of a break from the Lake Tahoe game against the Flyers, and now you've got a few days to, you know, recalibrate a little bit, recharge your batteries, maybe you know, work on some things, get a little practice time in for a season where a lot of teams don't have as much practice uh, availability and time at their disposal. That's got to be a benefit for the Bruins going into this game. I get the sense they win this game because even though they've had a miserable time of it against the Islanders, that's the one team that's kind of had their number. You know, they've beaten the Bruins twice already this year. They've really struggled here in the Coliseum. Nassau Coliseum has been kind of that house of horrors for the Bruins as well uh, this year and in years past. But I I like the spot and the situation and the setup for them. They've got a few days, get some practice going. They obviously uh, blew out the Flyers in the outdoor game at Lake Tahoe. I think they, a sneaky suspicion they win this game. I'm stopped short of laying the minus 130. It's just a lean for me, but because I have to pay some deal of respect to the way the Islanders have played. They've frustrated the Bruins. They've shut them down uh, in two previous games this year. Um, but I think Boston right now, th- this is as good a time as any for them maybe to finally uh, you know, get the demons uh, out of their system and finally get a win over the Islanders. I haven't bet it. I probably won't but I definitely lean a little bit to Boston here in this game. Uh, Jimmy, I'll start with you here with this one. Uh, Bruins and Islanders, you agree, or is the Islanders just got their number?
3: Well, you know, it's interesting, guys. You look at the the spots where the Islanders uh, caught the Bruins the last two times they played. I believe both were on a tail end of back-to-back nights. Um, There's also been some injuries as well with the Bruins, but, you know, every team's battling that as well. (laughs) The one thing hurting the Bruins, though, is Jeremy Lousen, their uh, defenseman who was paired up with Charlie McAvoy on the number one pairing on the left side. He's now out for about a month uh, with a broken hand. I I think that that could hurt them a little more than people realize. He's been a really steady presence there, allowing McAvoy to kind of get more creative and and be more offensive and be that stay-at-home guy in case the puck goes back the other way on an on-man rush. So he's been doing a great job at that, but they do get some guys back as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I, I think those days off were good because if you played it too close to that game, there could have been the potential for a letdown as well. Emotionally. I think when you win those games, uh, the Bruins have said it all week, those are emotional highs they're bonding experiences. So now they can take the bonding out of it, but they don't necessarily have that emotional letdown. They may have had on a Monday or Tuesday after that game. So I am I'm, I'm with you. I think they're due against the Islanders. I think it, it bugs them that this is a team that's beaten them twice not just beating them twice, but beating them twice in regulation and really just clogged them up in a neutral zone. So I see the Bruins opening up tonight. Give me the Bruins uh, on the money line here. And I'll also go, uh, I I would usually think under uh, in Islanders-Bruins. But the last game did sneak over, and I I just have a feeling that the Bruins are going to open up tonight. So let the goals keep coming for the Bruins. I like the over in this as well.
2: All right, like in the over, uh, five and a half here at a plus 115. And heck, if there's even some fives in a couple of spots. Shaded with the minus 140, but if you want that extra a bit of security uh, and want the five, it is available at some books. So uh, Jimmy likened the Bruins, minus 130 and over five slash five and a half, uh, depending on uh, which book uh, you look at here for this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Bruins Islanders?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a, a tough spot for me because like I said, you know, we saw this this total open at five. Bounce up to five and a half, and I said kind of split where, uh, depending where you shop around. Uh, And like I said, you tend to want to look at unders when talking about uh, the Islanders and Bruins. But also at the same time, you look at the Islanders; they're one of the top teams uh, in that first period over category as well. So uh, this is one that probably will look to you know grab some stuff in game. Uh, That's what I did the second time around uh, with the Islanders and Bruins last time they met. So uh, that's the the only way I would be attacking this game. Like I said, under. Sounds right, but like they said we saw Boston, you know, explore for goals, and maybe that uh, that offensive momentum carries over from what they did in Lake Tahoe.
2: Yeah, definitely, and uh, uh, obviously, David Posternak. What can you say? Uh, brilliant again uh, in that outdoor game against the uh, Flyers. I thought Charlie Coyle taking the spot of, of Krejci on the second line in that center spot was pretty good as well in that game. Yeah, and, he uh, didn't uh, you always don't worry because Krejci such a huge loss. If Coyle yep. can give you something. Uh, that resembles anything close to what Krejci does on that second line center spot. That's good news for the Bruins.
3: Well, and that's it's it's very good news because I mean he's essentially likely going to replace David Krejci in that second line slot because I don't yeah. you know David Krejci's either going to go to Seattle or he's going to sign somewhere else uh, in the offseason. I just don't see him coming back to the Bruins. Oh, and by the way, the other defenseman I couldn't think of that was coming back tonight is Jacob Saboro. so he'll be back in there slotting in with McAvoy on the top pairing.
2: Yeah, there you go. That's uh, definitely good news. And Yarrow Halak
3: between the pipes for the Bruins.
2: Yeah, and Yarrow Halak between the pipes doesn't really bother me much. He's capable. Uh, We know that. His numbers this year are really good. 4-1-1, 1.66 goals against, and 9.28 save percentage. Those yep. are damn good numbers. There's no issues with Halak. It's not like, uh, I like I'd like i like the Bruins more on a night-by-night basis with Rask over Halak. I don't feel that way. Uh, Halak's a capable goalie, and he's having a nice start to the season. Um, next up, New Jersey and Buffalo. Uh, we've got the uh, Devils, minus 110, minus 115. Slight road favorites here. Total five and a half, shaded to the under. I'm hoping to get the money back with the uh, New Jersey loss the other night. Actually, it was my best bet on that show. Well, when was it? On that Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to come right back with the Devils here, though, uh, in this game. Minus 115 against the Sabres. I still feel they're the better uh, squad uh, over the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Give the Sabres credit for winning uh, the other night, 4-1. Uh, to one, And, in fact, beating the Devils two in a row this week. Um, and the Sabres still, though, struggling in terms of scoring. 2.4 goals per game, 27th in the NHL. How about the fact that Jack Eichel and Taylor Hall you know, two guys that were counted on coming into the season for the Sabres. They have a combined three goals in 16 games this season. Three goals. That's it. Now, I know they've got some assists that's ballooning up their point totals. But at the end of the day, Taylor Hall's not just here to dish the puck out everywhere. He's here to score. He's got one bloody goal so far this season uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. That's just not good enough. Uh, and someone made a good point uh, on Twitter that Taylor Hall signs a one-year deal for Buffalo Tells you all you need to know about his care about winning, his care about winning a Stanley Cup, you know, being on a really good hockey team. I don't think he really cares about that. It's it, it gives you that hint. He takes a one year deal with the Buffalo Sabres, who've done absolutely nothing for the last several years. It tells you that if 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 it's all about the team winning and team success, you look at what Taylor Hall's done in terms of his career path and trajectory and where he's signed, obviously here in Buffalo. Does he really care about that kind of stuff? I don't know. It's a really, really good point. It's a really, really interesting point. Um, I think New Jersey bounces back here. Uh, They did have the two wins again on the road against the Rangers and Boston. Now they've lost three in a row, two to Buffalo, the heartbreaking one to Washington where they led going into the third period and couldn't hold on to the lead. Uh, I still like what I've seen overall from this group. They played good hockey on the road. Maybe they need to go back on the road because they're four and three on the road. Buffalo's just two and six at home. And three straight losses at home as well. I think the Devils get them here and bounce back. I'm on New Jersey here minus 115. Alex, uh, what do you think here? Devils Sabers.
1: Yeah, both of these teams are, have been, you know, really hard to read. They're not good clubs. Like you said, Buffalo's won three of the last four meetings against the Devils. Uh, like you said, you know, struggling to find consistent offense. That, that seems to be the the constant storyline with with uh, Buffalo. Like I said, Eichel's usually the guy you can rely on. You can't count on him uh, at, at the moment right now. So I'm going to look at the draw here. I was able to grab it at one site at plus 350. Uh, that, that, that number is more than gone now, but I still like it around the plus 315, 320 mark. I wouldn't be shocked to see this one tied after 60 minutes.
2: All right, Alex going with the draw. New Jersey Buffalo draw plus 320. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Devil Sabres.
3: Well, I just, to, you know, expand on the Taylor Hall thing, guys. I think I've stated before here the things I know about him, and he's just he's just not a good person. That, that's it. It's not that he's just not a good player right now. He's not a good person. He's not a good teammate. It's all about him. And, and that's the reason it didn't work in Edmonton, New Jersey and Arizona. Because that's that's just who he is. And it's not going to change. So, um, you know, people can try and blame Edmonton and all these other teams that he's been on before and uh, for his failures. But when it comes down to it, it's all about Taylor Hall. And I, I would never want him as a teammate based on everything I've heard. Stuff I just can't really reveal here. But Trust me, there's some bad stuff he's done uh, that, you know what, based on that, I love New Jersey in this game because they're going to want to stick it to him uh, for some of the things he did when he was there in New Jersey. So give me the devils in this game. And also I'll make an official play on the under as well.
2: All right, New Jersey, uh, minus 115, and also under 5.5, minus 120 for Jimmy with the Devils and Sabres. Uh, Nashville and Detroit, uh, one more time with these two teams. Man, these teams, it's just like clockwork, playing each other over and over and (laughs) over again. Same with these two teams. Uh, Nashville, minus 155, road favorites, total 5.5, shaded to the under. I don't change my premise because Nashville beat Detroit and beat me the other night. I still don't think this team is should be in this price range on the road, even against the Red Wings. And say, I'll say what you will about Detroit, not a good team either. It's not like they're any better than Nashville. They're probably a little bit worse. But Detroit has avoided – talked about this with Columbus earlier on the show with their game against Chicago. Detroit has managed to avoid getting swept in these you know, back-to-back games with teams. They've done a really good job at least getting one win, getting one of these games against the same team over and over again. You know, they split with Florida, a really good Florida team. You know, they split with the, uh, Columbus. You know, they've split with Carolina this year in a home-and-home home set. They already split once with Nashville uh, in Music City. I think they're going to split here, too, I think because I don't trust Nashville to beat them two in a row. Detroit has risen up after a loss and, and avoided these sweeps. And, again, it's not like Nashville is a team I'm trust, we're trusting as a minus one fifty five road favorite. So once again, I am on Detroit here at plus one forty. Alex Bread's Red Wings.
1: Yeah, just a lean with Detroit here. I mean, this is now the fifteenth straight meeting uh with Nashville where they've been the underdogs and they're ten and four uh in those last. But like you said, you know, this these are two teams that are really bad and you know you don't want to lay a price with Nashville, but you can't trust Detroit to string uh wins together. I like you said they have been splitting against teams, so uh, that's a situation to be in tonight. But it's it's not enough for me to, to to make an official play, so it's just just a lean with Detroit.
2: All right, Jimmy, what do you think here with Nashville, Detroit?
1: I think same
3: thing. I'm just going to pass on this. There's just not enough uh, interest for me in this game. I mean, I I agree with you on Detroit. If I was going to do something, I would lean towards them, but I'm going to pass.
2: All right, next up. All right, next up, we've got uh, Montreal and Winnipeg. The first game post Claude julian era uh, here with the uh, Canadians, who are a buck twenty. Road favorites, minus 120, total six uh, across the board. Um, We know that angle, and we hear it all the time betting-wise in an NHL, NBA, NFL, NBA, uh, baseball. It doesn't matter the sport. First game after the coach gets fired, there's that step-up effort. Players snap to attention. They realize, hey, it's time to get our shit together. You know, we got to prove to this uh, coach here what we can do, that we can turn the ship around. And almost always win or lose you get a really good effort the first game. And for that reason alone, I could only look to Montreal here uh, in this game, minus 120 against Winnipeg. But it feels to me this price is a little odd. That it's, It's almost like there's some people out there, odds makers, that kind of have caught on to this, you know, that Montreal's fired their coach first game and they've adjusted to it. Because when you look at Montreal, the way they've played lately, when you look at Winnipeg and the way they've played lately, Shouldn't Winnipeg be a slight home favorite here? They should be probably because the Jets have played pretty good hockey uh, their last few games, and yet here's Montreal, you know, as, as the slight road favorite. So I can't say this is a a bargain bin special here tonight in this game with the uh, Montreal Canadiens side, but I do expect them to play much better. First game with Dominic Ducharme behind the bench. Alex Burroughs, as well on the staff now, as an assistant coach, brought in specifically to help the power play, which just one and, and to so, teach bite. Yeah. 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 That too. Uh, yeah. I couldn't resist. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex Burroughs was uh, one of those guys. That I really couldn't bite my tongue. Hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. We played the game really hard. Um, It'll be interesting to see how uh, he fares and fixing the power. Because you're right, the power play has gone right back in the tank again. How does Carey Price play? Uh, I mean, Jimmy talked yesterday in his epic Habs rant. If you didn't watch the show live on YouTube yesterday, the Ice Guys, or listen to the podcast version yesterday, make sure you watch or download the podcast because he had a very good rant on the situation with the Habs. He said, if I'm Dominic Ducharro, I'd maybe give Jake Allen the crease and let him ride with it for a little bit. Because he's been statistically, and the eye test actually says it too, when you watch the games with Montreal this year, he's been the better of the two goalies. But Ducharme, not surprising to me, is going to defer to the old vet, the guy that's been here forever, and give him a shot at least to get his game back. And can Carey Price get it back again is the question. I mean, the the goal he let in to tie the game for Ottawa the other night was a miserable goal to give up. It's a goal that even a backup goalie a journeyman backup goalie should give it up, let alone carry price. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to be better. Jonathan druen has got to stop floating around on the ice uh the depth blue liners I think need to play a little bit better. Philip deneau has gotta get his offensive game back. uh Thomas Tatar was in Julian's doghouse. they need more out of it. There's just a bunch of guys they need more from a lot of different players uh, across the board right now. so, I'd expect, you know, you're going to get a great effort from Montreal. Will it be enough to win? We'll see. But for me, it would be Montreal or pass tonight. We'll see if uh, they uh, bring that usual top-notch effort that we often see from teams first game after a coaching change. Uh, Alex, how do you see it here? Habs, Jets?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, obviously the new coaching was something that uh, a lot of, you know, betters, you know, run to often. And, and the fact that Montreal has played at Winnipeg well, they won 13 of the last 19 meetings. Uh, but like I said, this, this, if you look at current form, uh, Jets more than likely should be at least a, a short favorite here, uh, getting a, a pretty good price for Winnipeg, but I'm going to go in game just because I want to see how Montreal responds in that first period. Do we see them, uh, play with a ton of energy and, and you know, kind of lights out early or will they you know, still be a bit sluggish still have to, you know, make some changes, uh, and, and adjust to some of the, the new schemes that the coaches are, are putting in. So, uh, it's just an in game look for me, but nothing official.
2: All right. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy, with the uh, Habs and the Jets?
1: Well, I mean, I
3: you know, it does make sense. We, we know the teams generally do respond well, uh, come out flying after they've had a, a coach change. So um, I would expect them to be, the Canadians that is, to really be ramped up in the first period and, and really try to, you know, set a statement there. So I'm going to do two bets in this game. I'm going to do... The three-way money line for the Canadians in the first period, I'm looking at it at plus 160 right now in the first period. But then I'm going to go overall, I'm going to take the draw on a three-way as well. I think this game goes to overtime, and I actually have a feeling maybe Winnipeg uh, ends up stealing one in overtime there, and Carey Price lets in another softie when it counts. So uh, those are my two official plays on this game.
2: All right, interesting approach. I like that. Uh, so And yeah, first period, not a bad thing to target with Montreal expecting, you know, the first 20 minutes, especially, you know, put that first, you know, yeah. image, you know, in the mind of the new coach that, Hey, this is how we're going to play moving forward. So it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see uh, how this Montreal team responds. Cause part of me also says I'm, there's a group in that dressing room that probably were kind of shocked and maybe a little bit disappointed to see Julian fired. I'm not, I'm not sold on the whole team being on board with this and that they had quit on him. I, I don't buy that uh, completely. So we're going to find out a little bit more and how they respond tonight uh, against Winnipeg. Uh, fi- uh, this is the final game coming up? Yes, it is. Final game on the board, Edmonton, Vancouver. Uh, the Oilers, minus 140. Uh, road favorites, total six and a half across the board here in this game. W- look, when you're Vancouver and you're already up against it, you're trailing almost everybody except Ottawa in the standings. You can't give up the, the loss they had the other night against Edmonton. You just can't. You know, you can't have that lead and cough it up. Yes, you can when you're playing McDavid and company. I get that. And you have a bad defense and suspect goaltending. But if you're trying to get back into into the playoff chase in the North Division, if you're trying to make something, salvage something, anything out of this season, you can't lose the game the way you did the other night against the Oilers. And look, Vancouver's not giving me much of reason or optimism. They're finding ways to lose. That's the best way to describe the Vancouver Canucks. Some goal nights they score enough but they give up too many. And some nights, you know, the goaltending and the defense holds them in like they did against Winnipeg when Brossois started for for the Jets against them. And then all of a sudden they can't score and they get shut out. You know, it's been a little bit of everything for Vancouver and Edmonton's rolling. The one issue is you're now laying a bigger price with Edmonton tonight, minus 140. And they got a huge series with Toronto coming up. Is this maybe a look ahead? Is this maybe a, a, a a letdown of some kind for the Oilers? That bothers me enough to stay off the Oilers, but I I've not seen enough out of the Canucks that I can say I'm confident backing this team right now. So it's a, it's an interesting game. I would only look to Edmonton. They're the team. That's certainly the better squad right now, playing better hockey uh, winning games both ways. They're winning high scoring games like they did against Vancouver the other night. And they're starting to win some of those two, one, three, one games. Mike Smith's been solid. Other than one really bad game. He's been pretty good in net for the uh, Edmonton Oilers of late uh, so for me, it's only a lean to Edmonton. I would only look to the Oilers. But again, they've got a huge set of games with the Leafs coming up. The team that they're they're now second in the division, only trailing Toronto. That's a big, big set of games coming up against the Leafs. It it worries me about the focus that they might have on this game tonight. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, right now, the Oilers, the better team right now. And that's still the only way I would look is to back the Oilers here. Alex, what do you think? Edmonton, Vancouver.
1: Yeah, I would look at the Oilers' team total uh, over three and a half. You can get that at even money right now. Uh, like I said, this is a Vancouver team that just they just can't can't figure things out right now. Uh, and Going up against the Edmonton team that's, like I said, been red hot eight and two the last ten uh, on a f- current four-game winning streak. Like I said, the finally getting the offense rolling. They can get more of that secondary scoring. Uh, this is going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure. So uh, I'll go with the Edmonton team total over.
2: Apparently, the Oilers, I'm just looking at another thing, too. Three wins in a row. Edmonton is like uh, 21 games below 500 uh, record-wise in games following three consecutive wins. And, of course, they're off three consecutive wins. So the really long win streaks have have not been there for this hockey team. And, you know, you would think Vancouver comes back strong again, but sometimes coming back strong when you're not playing as well as your opponent isn't going to matter at the end of the day. Jimmy, what do you think here? Oilers, Canucks.
3: What I think here is I'm going to go against that trend there, guys. I think the Oilers keep rolling here. I've, I've really been impressed with the way they've turned their season around and and just the way they're buying into the Dave Tippett system. So I'm going to keep rolling with them. Let me finish it off with another Jimmy puck line here. Give me the Oilers minus one and a half.
2: All right, Jimmy puck line is back in action uh, here. Uh, <laughs> Reading yeah. He's a, he's a, Jimmy puck. The puck lines are getting hit left and right here uh, today. So like in Edmonton here, minus one and a half uh, at a pretty good price there around that plus uh plus one eighty range. So good number there uh, with the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, should be interesting here because, uh, The Oilers are playing great hockey and uh, I haven't said that very often that the Oilers and Leafs is a much, well, obviously from David versus Matthews, but I'm talking about outside of that. I'm talking about from a standings and where the teams are in the pecking order of the league. From that standpoint, the Oilers and Leafs haven't been anticipated probably as much as they're going to be looked forward to Saturday and beyond when they meet up in Edmonton. So that'll be a good set of games. We'll see if the Oilers can maintain focus though tonight against the Canucks. And, uh, take care of business one more time. All right, that is the breakdown of the Thursday NHL card, gotten through all 10 games on the slate, a busy Thursday of action. Uh, before we get to best bets, want to remind all of you watching and listening to the Ice Guys to download the sports uh, the DraftKings sports book app, download it, sign up for an account there and use the promo code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, you'll get uh, bet bonuses, uh, you'll get incentives uh, you'll get uh, bonus, uh, regular bonuses as well, uh, insider, exclusive deals by signing up with the DraftKings sportsbook app and using that promo code. Uh, take advantage of the uh, offers. Take advantage of the opportunities with that. Uh, if you haven't already. All right, best bets uh, to wrap up the Thursday show. I'm sometimes too negative for my own good, and I'm still all. I, I had a great night in the NHL last night, and all I can think about was the one lo- loser was the best bet. You know, and it's driving me nuts. It really does. It drives me absolutely bonkers to think that, you know, <laughs> but that's the way it, unfortunately, that's the way it went yesterday, but everything else won. So it was a really good night in the NHL uh, on Wednesday. Let's see if we can keep it going today. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you got for best bet? You
1: no, know, I'm going to go with Florida and regulation uh, plus the dollar 20. Like I said, you know, uh, Dallas was very fortunate to get that three nothing win uh, the other night. And now it's not going in that it's going to be Ottinger. Uh, I think Florida can get their offense rolling back again. So uh, I'll take the Panthers plus 120 in regulation is my best bet.
2: All right. Florida in regulation plus 120. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Jimmy Murphy, best bet. Let's stay right there in Sunrise, Florida, guys. I'm going to go with my puck line on the Florida
3: Panthers there as my best bet.
2: All right. It's a Florida special here. Florida <laughs> regulation for Alex. Florida puck line for uh, uh, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, I'm going to go to a different game. Uh, I'm going to go to. Uh I'm, I'm gonna go to Columbus here, minus 125 against Chicago. They've been excellent avoiding back-to-back losses in these little mini-series. I, I think they really have an onus to bounce back. It doesn't hurt that you're facing Malcolm Subban either in net for Chicago. Uh Columbus has been scoring goals left and right, just improve a little bit defensively. That's been where their problem lies. I think they will tonight. They've been good in this bounce-back role. A home game off a home loss has been really a good role for Columbus. I think it is once again tonight. Uh, I'm on the Blue Jackets, minus 125 against the Blackhawks. Uh, that is my best bet for this Thursday NHL card. That'll wrap it up. Thank you to everyone for watching and listening. Again, if you can't watch the show live daily on YouTube, we're on live on YouTube 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday noon eastern on saturday and sunday If you can't watch the show live make sure you download the audio podcast version of the ice guys available on all major podcast providers for alex b smith and jimmy murphy i'm ian cameron have a great thursday night enjoy the games and good luck we'll talk to you again tomorrow on friday for another edition of the ice guys presented by the hockey podcast network